where the Upper Cumberland talks. Inside the Stacks with Katherine Weisinger of the Putnam County Library. Check it out. News Talk 94.1. Catherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. I have special guest Chad Combs with me today to talk about one of my very favorite subjects, food. It's also a topic I spend a lot of time reading about, actually. So I'm very excited that you're able to be on the show with me today. So thank you very much. You're welcome, Catherine. I am, again, super excited to jump into this food issue or subject but first can you tell me a little bit about yourself um well um not quite a total native cookvillian uh, i was born in nashville we moved here when i was about three been here ever since off and on a few stints uh you know i was in florida for a little while i was in nashville for a little while um but you know cookville's home so we're back here and uh and doing the food thing here Okay, so tell me a little bit about your journey into food and just maybe start with cooking and how long have you been cooking for yourself? Uh, Probably started when I was tall enough to, well, I don't even think I was tall enough. Uh, Great grandmother, you know, I had the milk Uh crate helping her with biscuits, Um, all my other cousins out running around when we were, when we were at her house. But um, for some reason, I just liked being in the kitchen. So... Uh, whenever I got a chance, you know, with my grandmother, my great grandmother, you know, I would get in as a, you know, five, six, seven years old, that kind of thing. Um, got taught real early how to use the stove so that I wouldn't hurt myself or burn the house soon, down. Or burn the house down. There was a couple of close ones, but uh, <laughs> no. Uh, as soon as as soon as the parents got okay with me learning how to turn it on and off and and not come back with bandages. Um, they just kind of let me play. I mean, there was a watchful eye, I'm sure. Um, I didn't think so, but I'm sure they, they were, you know, they were around. Um, but, yeah, it started at an early age. Um, just just like to play with food. Um, I do think that some of the earlier shows, the Julia Childs and, and some of those that were on after school, um, they just caught my attention. And I, but, you know, everybody goes one way or the other, and I just I think that's kind of where it started. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've been cooking basically your whole life. Pretty much. And experimenting yeah. with food. Oh, yeah. There were some stuff. There were some things that at five years old that I wouldn't feed to a dog, but <laughs> were, it, it started. It was just, you know, uh, throwing things in a bowl, making them, baking something, it, you know, putting it in the oven till it got hot, you know, that kind of thing. Got to start somewhere. Right. And there is a big difference between cooking and being a chef. Oh, huge difference. Huge difference. So can you explain kind of some of those differences between just cooking and being a chef. So in a, in the restaurant world, in that industry, um, you know, usually you start out, you know, dishwashing or what they call pantry, you know, making salads, desserts, things like that. Uh, learning how to cook is learning method and procedure. Um, knowing how to, you know, how to grill a steak, how to sear a piece of fish, uh, how to make a sauce, all of that technical stuff. Um, the chef is we don't do a lot of cooking anymore. Right. Um, we're teaching and coaching and, uh, you know, running running the establishment. Uh, you get into larger cities and, and larger, uh, you know, restaurants. The executive chef, I mean, the, the executive says it all. You're in charge of all of it. You know, you're making sure that the accountant has what they need. You're making sure that the, the front of the house manager has what they need and, and they're doing things properly and, and the final say on, on most things. Um, your job at that point is to just make sure the operation runs smoothly. You know, if, if the guys need more training or 
coaching or teaching or or any of those things that's that's your job um it's a constant learning process uh very few people with x amount of years of experience they don't come in knowing how to do it all and they may not be good at it all so that's your job is to be is is you're like the head coach basically if i have a knife in my hand for an hour a day i feel good about it wow right and i think a lot of people don't realize that they don't anymore. I have a lot of people that, you know, if I'm not at the restaurant, well, who cooked my food? I'm like, <laughs> I haven't cooked your food in probably four or five years. Right. So, you know, it's, um, but I am back there watching and, you know, and if I do my job properly, I, they don't need me. Yeah. What kind of training or experiences have you had or did you have before becoming a chef? Uh, well, uh, it started out, I mean, as soon as you could get a job, I don't know if, you know, people around here will remember Papa G's. Yes. But that was my first uh, food job, I guess to put it. Uh, as far as training goes, um, I went to tech okay. and accounting. I was an accounting major. so Sounds like that may have helped you a lot, <laughs> It, it helps on the back end. It helps on you know menu development and running the books and, and things like that. But um, no, I uh, I hopped around different places. I worked some corporate, you know, out back when they first opened here. I was younger, um, did that. When I moved to Nashville, I started working with some really accredited chefs. One of the guys, Jason Brum, was top of his class at CIA Hyde Park. Culinary Institute of America. That's, right? that's the best okay. school in the country. And okay. He was the top of his class. In the best. So, you know, when you get that kind of training and people think, you know, Gordon Ramsay's just kind of, it's, that's a thing. Right. That's how it is in, in kitchens like that because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of reputation at stake, and, and there's no mistakes. You can't make mistakes. And so working for somebody like that for uh, it was about four years. You know, I remember if if we we I remember one thing that would put it in perspective. We had to make a fish fumet, which is a fish stock. Okay. And um, we have these five gallon Cambros that are clear. And when you got through making it, he would drop a dime. And if he couldn't read the date, you started over. Wow. So you had to read the date through five gallons of fish stock that's that's kind of how uh that's brought up like that we'll be back with chad combs on check it out we're back on check it out talking with chad combs all about being a chef and what i've learned is that i am definitely a cook not a chef <laughs> so i'm curious i have so many other questions but primarily how do you come up with like recipes and create menus it's such a creative venture um I, th- I think the best way to put it, 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 a lot of it comes with experience. Um, a lot of it comes with the you know, the media that you look at, uh, whether it's books, shows, things like that. Uh, other people that you've worked with, you know, we all try to have that guest chef experience and and, and work with other people or, or other chefs or other cooks in our past and pick up little things here and there. Um, the biggest issue, I think, with me, the biggest thing that helps me um, is knowing how to do things. And then it, it's – it's constant repetitiveness of tasting. You know, does this go with that? Does this go with this? And, and you, and it's kind of like color matching. Yeah. You know, with, with, with interior designers, it's, it's, does this go with this? Does this go with this? And you know, how much? And, and so it's a constant trial and error. You know, people think, Oh, you just, you know, at my age now, I, you know, I can get real close the first shot, but you know, as you're going up, it's, it takes a whole lot of trial and error. I mean, R and D budgets are there for a reason. Because right. It takes that. And of course. then once you get it, once you, the more the more experience you have doing it, then you can you can pinpoint things a little easier. But um, a lot of it is the, the hard part. The hardest part is they're not we're not coming up with new food. Yeah. It's not new berries or vegetables or new animals. You know, I so, never thought about so it. So you like have that. to take you have to take that that 124 box of crayons and that's all you're working with. 
So you got to come up and you got to try to make. Um, I like I, my thing is I like to take traditional food, um, things that we know that we're used to, and just make certain parts of it tweaked a little bit, and then just make certain parts of it as perfect as I can. The searing and the cooking process as organic as possible, and then you know if it calls for a vegetable, do we pickle it? Do we fry it? Do mm-hmm. we make you know a curd out of it? You know things like that. With and and that's where the fun comes in because even though it's a it's it's a blank canvas. You've only got so many colors. That's so exactly you right. Have to, um, you got to play and you got to think about it. You got to sit down and think about food sometimes. So Absolutely. And I think, first of all, I would be a really good taster if you ever need one. I'm super good at that. That is everybody's. Of course. So can you share any good ideas or easy things that people can make like a weeknight dinner? So I think one of the things, and this is something that I tell my wife, I hope she doesn't hear this because she'll get mad at me. Um, <laughs> at first, when you're first learning how to do it and you're, or you're in time crunches, it's all about the sauce. Huh, All right, okay. you know, you can grill a piece of chicken, and then it depends on if you're going to put a sauce with it, what you can make it taste different. Or, you know, knowing how to cook your potatoes, your vegetables, your rice, learning those things and learning the, the way they're done. And then you can, you know, people think, well, I've got to marinate this chicken in this for overnight and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't. It, it's, it's not that. I can go home and cook dinner in 20 minutes, oh, like dinner, dinner. That really now, sounds like magic. Now, my wife has got to the point, which Madison and just she's learned from me over our marriage. She can get it done in about 45 minutes. That's pretty good. Which is really, really good. Um, but the, the key that what I try to teach her and, and other people that ask me that same question is learn how to cook it and then season it. Now, once you get good at cooking it and then you have time, then if you want to, you know, air dry something or marinate it right. or, you know, vacuum seal it and infuse it or, or all those other things that you can do out there, learn how to cook the basics first. Because the key to all of that is if you're not happy with the product after you do it a couple of times, you're not going to do it anymore. If it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, no pun intended, as far as how you're, sure. you're doing it, yeah. then, you, you know, you're not going to do it anymore. But so, so you know, small steps, small goals, attainable goals, and just and work your way up. And then as you do it, you know, if you really like doing it and if you want to learn, then you will. If you if you don't want to, then at least you have the skill set to feed your family when it's crunch time. Yes. So that's to me, that's that's the number one key to it. You know, it doesn't have to be um, the whole dish doesn't have to be crazy special. You know, make the sauce for the chicken really nice or the pork. Or cook the steak right. You know, just steam your vegetables. You know, throw, th- throw broccoli in a Ziploc bag in the microwave for a minute and a half, and it's perfect. It really is. It's perfect. Yes. So there's no – you don't have to be all, you know, Mr. Artisan, da-da-da, about it. Just, you know, the, at home, it's all about the end product. And mm-hmm. as you do more, you will put more into that end product. But mm-hmm. if you don't get your end product right the first few times, you're, you're just, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think so. once you come, when you're coming home from work after a long day, the last thing you want is more work. Yeah. So what about like at the grocery store? I'm thinking of some different ways we could save money on food. Food seems so expensive. Um, uh, there's always the, the, the bulk buying in bulk. Um, you just need to know how to store it. Um, you know, if you have the time, you know, the food savers, the vacuum sealers, things like that are always great. Uh, what I try to tell people, you know, if you're going to buy a family pack of chicken, go ahead and cook it. Go ahead and cook all the chicken. You know, once it's cooked, the bacteria and it'll last a lot longer. So right. at that point, you can make chicken salad. You mm-hmm. can put your chicken in a pasta. You know, same thing with beef or steaks or or you know things like that. Seafood, you got to kind of be a little more careful about. Um, but you can buy in bulk and freeze. Um, normally, things won't get freezer burn or or you know even if you don't know how to package them properly, you know a week or two in the freezer is going to be okay. Without you know you can just wrap it in plastic wrap and it'll be fine for a week or so. Um, it's that long term where things get freezer burned. Mm-hmm. It's the bottom of your freezer and you forget about it that you waste. 
Um, but uh, pick out a handful of things that you like, you know, that you're going to eat that you can, and that can, you can, what we call cross utilize. You know, you can, if you buy a bunch of carrots, you can put them in a soup. You can do, you just got to, you, you have to pay attention. And I do, I do, I help a lot of my friends with that. Now that's wonderful advice. And I can't wait to talk about more when we're back on Check It Out. Hi, this is Catherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. And I've been talking to Chad Combs today all about food and being a chef. And now we're going to transition into the library's favorite part of the show, and that's books. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about some books on food. And again, I told you, truly, I read about food all the time. What about food and books and topics that are more entertaining and are just kind of fun to read? Do you have any recommendations? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of really really fun stuff. I think... um, I think a lot of that publication started. Um, Julia Child wrote uh, "Life, uh, My Life in Paris," and that was that's kind of when those TV shows started happening, and and you know, food became a bigger thing. Um, that's really funny because it's not just about her food; it's about her life in Paris. When she moved to Paris, she was this big, huge, tall woman that was in a world of a lot of little bitty petite women and it was kind of it, it's fun. The, the movie doesn't do the book justice, but it's a lot of fun. I say that all the time. <laughs> The it book is always better. It always is. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have, rest his soul, Anthony Bourdain, mm-hmm. who was probably a better writer than he was a chef, but he was still an acclaimed. He was still a high-priority type individual. His, the way he expresses things about food and the journey, and, and it's not just about cooking. It's where it comes from and why they use it. And the, the whole history of something in an area or why the culture does things, and so it's informative, but it's also it's very entertaining to read. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it gets a little crazy. Um, he does know, get a little crazy. Kitchen Confidential gives you basically the NC-17 rating on what it's like to be in a chef in a large city. Oh. Um, if any kid that's ever asked me, hey, I, want, I said, you need to read that book before you do anything else. Okay. Because it is – to this day, is still true. It is a lot of what happens in, in that book is, you know, it's the day-to-day life, the grind, what we do at night, how we eat dinner, who covers our shifts when we're hungover, things like that. So, Like an insider's it's perspective a very, it's, of it's, what it's, it's a, like. It's a frontline insider's view at okay. a high-operating, high, you know, high-stress situation. Then with those, those are always fun. I also think that, you know, the informative cookbooks, the how-to cookbooks, mm-hmm. you know, your Alton Browns of the world, or he does it as good as anybody. I I kind of I love the dude. He's kind of you know his glasses, hair. It's all great. But he explains how to and why to, um, which a lot of people don't take the time to to do that. If you watch if you watch two or three seasons of Good Eats, you can cook whatever you want. So this would be more if I want to not be entertained by food, but actually learn yeah, and, how and, to but, make but it. But what he does, the way he does things, it keeps you entertained. It keeps you involved, so that you mm-hmm. will finish. And and you know with the books. You know, the TV shows are a spinoff, and they're, you know, obviously they are what they are, but the books that he does are, are, are ridiculously good. Um, that's a lot of fun. And then, you know, then you get into just <clears> – <throat> there's a very fine line between cookbooks that the general public sees and culinary textbooks. Okay. There's nothing fun about a culinary textbook. Right. Well, I'm sure there isn't. Uh, it's just – it's work. But then there are some out there that, you know, there are some books that are basically that. They'll give you a little – idea of where this fish comes from, why these people use this fish on this coast and blah, blah, blah. And then this is how you make this dish. So, you know, there's that little fine line, but, you know, there there's uh, a series out there called the Bibles, you know, your cake Bible, bread Bible, pastry Bible, those places, those things. Um, 
Are those more textbooks? Those are those are they're real in between. Um, a lot of a lot of culinary schools and institutes now have adopted them as part of their required reading or their required textbooks, even though they're not necessarily a textbook. Um, but um, you know, you have the, uh, the uh, the professional pastry chef, the professional butcher. There's all those type books that um, have almost taken place of textbooks now because they're they're you know, there's not that many culinary students. There is, but as far as what they can sell on the market. You yes. Know, um, I know a lot of people that have those books that just have them at home. And right. So, uh, but they are, uh, you know, they don't necessarily take the place of learning it hands on, but they give you, they give you the basis knowledge of why you're doing what you're doing. And so anytime you read, the good thing about the difference between reading and watching a TV show or, or whatever, social media is you can always reference it back. Yes. You can go the, back and find it. That's the kicker is mm-hmm. that it's always there. You earmark the page, photocopy it. What Take a picture on your phone of the page. I can't tell. That's the only reason I let my guys in the kitchen have their phones is because they have, they have resources as far as recipes or the, the dish needs to look like this, but that's the best thing about the books is you always can go back and reference them. As we do food too, all this stuff gets a little nostalgic. And with today's age of digital this and phones and this, that, and the other, it's relaxing sometimes to go back and flip through a book. It you know, is. And and find it and, you know, a note that you made on, you know, if it's your book or whatever. Let's hope they don't do it at the library books. Right. But if it's your book, you know, make a little note on it or whatever, you know, um, my oven sets, it cooks this perfectly at 345, not 375. Things like that that just, and um, it'll take you back a little bit and you actually get to sit down because as chefs, we don't get a lot of that. But if you take a few minutes, flip your book open. And look at it, and it, it, it's it's peace for a minute. Well, thank you so much for being here today and talking to me all about food and books, books to read about more food. Absolutely. Anytime I can help people with, with anything like this, it's, it, it keeps us from looking at our future at fast food. You know, We really appreciate it. And readers, thank you so much for listening. Check out your local library. Check out a cookbook or some food books and start your own story, too.